Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for listening to another episode of Citizens for a Better Broom. I'm Bob Kingsley. I'm the president of Citizens for a Better Broom. We're a local, not-for-profit organization that was founded in 2008, and the goal of our group is to be a watchdog on local government. We're all about consolidation, sharing of services, the reduction of taxes, efficiencies, wherever we can find them in government. That includes local government in our 24 towns and municipalities within Broome County, the 11 school districts within the county. We think 11 school districts in a county the size of Broome is is about 10 too many. We also believe that the overlaps in government and pension costs and legacy costs for everyone that has a job within the 24 municipalities in Broome County is about 22 too many. We should have one school district and maybe uh, the city of Binghamton and everything else in Broome County and avoid all these overlapping costs of uh, paying superintendents hundreds of thousands of dollars to administer school districts that in some cases have less than a thousand students. They do this in other portions of the country very successfully, saving a lot of money. Uh, For example, in Florida, the city of Jacksonville, which is a huge uh, geography, is one school district and has about 30,000 kids, which is the total population, uh, not even 100% of the population of all the kids in Broome County. So it's very doable. And as we know in Florida, Florida is uh, has 2 million more people than New York State does, and it administers its affairs in state government with about half the amount of money. So uh, it can be done. It should be done. New York is a uh, place that young people escape from. Our kids don't want to stay here because the opportunities are low and the costs are high. So we're trying to turn that around by having influences on local governance. We invite you as citizens to assist us in this regard. We meet once a month, um, the first Monday of the month, and we move it around a little bit. Uh, we've been meeting at Thursdays over on uh, the south side of Binghamton here for the last couple of months, 6 o'clock p.m., We have some drinks and some food, and we talk about the issues of the day, and we invite you to come over and check us out, and we'd love to have you, whether you share our views or not, we will uh, take constructive criticism as well. Our object is to do better here and to preserve people from leaving here in droves. I mean, just uh, recently we found out that New York is one of, I think, seven or eight states that uh, is losing population at a alarming rate. So anyway, uh, we're about to conduct another podcast and uh, Andy Harrison and I will be chatting back and forth about what's going on in Broome County and elsewhere. We hope you enjoy it. You can check us out on Facebook, Citizens for a Better Broome. And again, first Monday of every month at 6 p.m. Uh, you can check that out on Facebook in, in case we change our locations, but generally it'll be at Thursdays. And we invite everyone to show up. So uh, let's get started. And thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, Check us out at bobkingsley.com where you can see a lot of my writing as well. So without further ado, let's get started. How are we doing today, Bob? Good. How are you, Andy? Another uh, podcast. Nice to see you. Citizens for a Better Broom. I am so happy to be here. It's good to see you. (laughs) Well, starting off here, I got the uh, our tax uh, budget notice for the Susquehanna Valley School District, which I'm going to assume is about the same, probably for all the other um, local, the other 11 school districts. Uh, 2.6 percent increase. We're looking at uh, 40.7 million. 
I don't know. Where's is it? <laughs> every wow. year it's another two percent, three percent on top of. Uh, and this is on top of all of the promises that the governor's making about flooding the zone, the school districts with with money. With, with money, yeah, for exactly. COVID, quote unquote, right? For all the well, things the teachers two, aren't doing two in the class billion. And then I read to where they're uh, on top of that, the schools are each going to get, and I couldn't find the number. I'm probably probably out there. They're all going to get a six-figure or seven-figure premium from the uh, from the CARES Act. And what is this actually for? I mean, infrastructure uh, improvement. But but <laughs> this has only come to light because of COVID. Yes. Okay, well, so COVID, the, is, uh, COVID has caused the, a crumbling school district? Yes. How, how does that work? I don't get <laughs> well, that. Well, like, I wonder if it's going to increase the graduation rates. but uh, <laughs> Well, one would hope so, seeing it's pretty abysmal in Binghamton. Well, I think uh, the, the 90, for, for the uh, rural districts, let's say SV, Windsor, et cetera, they have uh, you know, 90, 92% yeah, it's graduation in the 90s, rate. Right. So, um, and Binghamton is, um, 60? They, they acknowledge 60%. Right, so which, that's for five years, too, so. <laughs> it's probably more like, you know, below that. It, I'm sure that it is. 92%. But, well, folks, you know what you've got to do. You've got to get involved. You've got to go to school board meetings, uh, perhaps run for school board, like John Solak is doing in Binghamton, for example. I mean, there are three candidates for school board in Binghamton that are, in my opinion, left-wing nut jobs. Well, that's that's um, so. We've got these uh, three left-wing uh, nut jobs you you were just uh, talking about. Well, I th- yeah, they're, these are three left, very left of center folks. Uh, one is her whole agenda is LBTQR, whatever that is. You know, the, the, plot, the sexual the plot stuff scenario. And I, you know, we've got we've got educational issues to address in in Binghamton and in all mm-hmm. districts. Why not get the that part of it right before we start trying to talk about indoctrinating something with your favorite cause de plume. You know, I, I don't get that. Well, that's the uh, gets back to the um, the book reading of the you know the police. And something the, happened in our town. Yeah, yeah. you know the, the bad people. Yeah, folks, don't forget about that. That that was a flash in the pan. It seemed to be a news story that lasted about ten minutes. But to my knowledge, Binghamton has not taken that book out of their curriculum. It's a cop hating, left leaning piece of trash book that they read to young impressionable children i've got a freedom of information request uh for a number of questions about that pending they've acknowledged the receipt of it and tell me i'll receive it in 20 days that was about 12 days ago so i hope to keep you folks posted on what they tell us about we'll be interested to see how that's going to shake out you know speaking of the police another shooting over the weekend you know it's uh sadly uh the police are just running call to call there isn't any preventive Policing or out showing the colors, it's uh, you're out. Uh, They're too busy running with the uh, crime. There, there's no uh, patrolling anymore, as we've said before on on this show. The, especially in Binghamton, mm-hmm. I mean, they're I'm hearing through the grapevine that they're being told to basically stop doing traffic stops in general. You know, get away from the broken taillight, the speeding, the no turn signal. Because they're too busy with other things, but and, and you know that's and it's probably the most dangerous part of their job when they go up. Well, to and you know what? That's what when you when you're a police officer, that's what you yeah. sign up for. If you're if you're afraid of danger, you're in the wrong mm-hmm. business, you know. And and the point is, is just like this broken window theory that um, has been espoused in bigger cities like New York, where the theory being that if you stop it at the first broken window, you stop a lot of things. The same thing with traffic. When when these thugs and hoodlums that you know, don't care about traffic laws, get wind of, and they will, that it isn't being enforced, guess yeah. what will increase? 
they're well, flaunting of the law, and there, someone will get hit with a car, killed with a car, something. That look, I understand the guys are busy and they're on camp patrol. Assign a car every shift. That's all the guy does or the girl does is traffic. Like they have the DWI car, right? Just do. one one car, yeah. one police officer, traffic, and then enforce this stuff. Mm-hmm. Let people know that there's actually law and order still in the city of Binghamton. Well, so I was reading about... I would suggest uh, that to the powers that be. Well, we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, an uptick in crime all over throughout the country. And, and what the, the sad part is that what I was reading is, that, you know, they call it the Ferguson effect, where police are not aggressively uh, doing their jobs for fear of, one, losing their own job. Right. Or regardless of uh, whatever scenario, you know, whatever situation that they're in, they're going to get blamed for it anyway. Well, they're going to get and doxxed. They're going to get accused of things. They're going to so be sued if they lose their immunity. Right. And some of these marginalized communities that need police need police to be a show of force, those are the uh, those are the uh, the, uh, the that need the police the well, most. Well, there's something but, and there's something to keep in but mind. They're not patrolling them. There's something to keep in mind here. The very folks that are against, quote-unquote, the police are the folks calling them. I mean, these exactly. the police don't roll up on something because they have a hunch. They get exactly. a call. <laughs> they get a call from someone, and that yeah. someone is usually someone many times in a marginalized or a, or a poor community right. because that's where the crime happens to be taking place, the majority of it, and they're calling for help. The police aren't arriving saying, geez, what can we, what can we dig into here? Yeah, exactly. They're being summoned there, so... Be careful what you wish for, folks, because, you know, the first place it's going to go away is in the places that need it the most. Well, the city of Binghamton has, uh, they're going to get $42 million in stimulus money from the CARES Act. Maybe they can put some of that towards uh, policing and um, improving their uh, communication, what have you. Maybe they can use it to lower taxes. How about that? How about getting rid of some blighted property? Interesting enough that it's, uh, it's not allowed. Isn't that something? Right. You're not allowed to lower taxes. It's just for infrastructure, which is by definition now defined as anything and everything. Exactly. Um, Let's go to a higher happy note, shall we? (laughs) I don't want to bring everybody down so terribly, but, um, you know, here at uh, Citizens for a Better Broom, we're on a couple of initiatives that I wanted to share with the listeners. Um, I call the first one Make a Joyful Noise. It's actually the 100th Psalm, Make a Joyful Noise Unto the Lord, which is a pretty famous quote from the Bible. These are the ringing of the church bells. Right. This is about revitalizing the uh, musical segment of the outdoors around churches in mm-hmm. Binghamton and, and in Broome County that we've I've, I've noticed has gone away. It's yeah. St. Mike's maybe and a couple of the big churches over, in, over on uh, Clinton Street I think still do it, but many, many churches have the capability mm-hmm. to toll the bells and to even play... Uh, they call that a carillon, I think, is the uh, instrument right. that has 29 bells or something like that uh-huh. that uh, it is so familiar to people who are a little bit older that have heard it their whole lives. But this is the point, that the church is on the corner, every corner, and they should be making this music into their communities so that people know they're there, that they exist. This this quietness is deafening. And I've written a letter to Dr. Selipak, who's the head of the Broome County Council of Churches, asking him to... Uh, give me information about how many churches have the capability, mm-hmm. how many have the capability, but but the system is in disrepair. If you heard back? I have not heard back, but I suspect that I will because I think they're a good organization. They run the, the uh, um, not the soup kitchens, but the... Uh, 
Well, the food pickup. The food up pantries and, the, yeah, and things of that exactly, nature. So they're right. very active, very active and mm-hmm. do good things. And I'm sure these churches will be on board with this, I hope, because it's a way to say to the people around us, you know, that we're here. This is a church. The church the church organization shouldn't exist as a cloistered bunch of people behind the doors of the church. It should be outside in the community, and this is a way to do that. I think it's just such a, a beautiful sound when you hear that at noontime. You hear the bells toll 12 times, and then you hear maybe a, a little song afterwards. It's just something to remind us that we're God's creatures, we're here on God's earth, and we ought to be paying more attention to God, quite frankly, because maybe we wouldn't have some of these problems if we did Well, that. it seems like the only uh, ten original laws, <laughs> the ten original commandments as far as being a Christian, if uh, if they were followed, I well, we'd think be we in would a need, lot better place. Right? We wouldn't need uh, a hundred foot high worth of uh, statutes, right? Laws exactly. <laughs> covering all of us. Oh my God! Well, speaking of that, you know the local uh, uh, politics here. The uh, district attorney Michael Korchak. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a big, high-profile case here in Broome County just recently where uh, a man was accused of murder in the death uh, of an 11-year-old yeah, that he child, was uh, yeah. had care and custody of, and and the uh, jury acquitted on the murder trial and went for a lesser, I think, a manslaughter. And you know, there's been a a, a, a din of of uh, dissent in the community about blaming this on michael korchak that they are blaming him right they are blaming him that the that they should have gotten the murder conviction Uh blah 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 you know these are two young assistant district attorneys these two young men they're being vilified for not doing their job now i didn't sit in there and listen to their defense to their prosecution Uh of this or the defense of it but you know i'll tell you something uh folks it's a jury system we have Right. These are 10 or 12 people in a jury that make these decisions. Now, you can't win them all, and you and I dare to say these people who are making such acquis- ac- accusations, accusations against right. the system don't know squat about what happened in that, in that in courtroom. Uh, courtroom. So I would say back off a little bit. Uh, let these people do their job. Accept the, the fact that there's variables in a court system. They have to do with the jury, and let's get on with you know, just doing what we can to keep so law and order. So these were junior DAs versus um, they didn't hire out. No, these are junior. These are you know entry level guys. They look mm-hmm. to me like they're you know two years out of law school. Yeah. Of course, everybody looks young to me. The older <laughs> I get, the younger everybody Speak for looks. Speak yourself. I, guess. I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. kudos to Korchak and and keeping both oars in the water over there because. You know, like we talk about the police running from call to call. Well, what that culminates in, of course, is the district attorney being very busy because once these calls turn into arrests, the arrests turn into prosecutions, the prosecutions Mm -hmm. turn into jury trials, and so we have a a constant struggle of keeping everything flowing. So I say back off Mr. Korchak a little bit and let's uh, have a little faith in the system. See how it it shakes out. Well, one thing I've... What's in the news is this gas pipeline, ransomware. So you have these, uh, let's call them criminals, cyber criminals from who knows where. Maybe it's state-sponsored, maybe uh, not likely. But um, to shut down a 36-inch pipeline from uh, Houston and Baton Rouge that sends all the uh, gasoline up to uh, New Jersey and in the southern section of the states, about 45%. Sure, the news flow, we're getting uh, conflicting. Uh, Boot and Jay today said that uh, he doesn't know when 
in the pipeline will come back online. And then the EPA and the Energy Secretary both said that, that well, they're, you know, they're looking at Friday or Saturday. So it's, I'm wondering. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I have a and friend. And you have a brain-dead president with a uh, half a brain uh, VP, in my view, anyway. Well, I've got an IT buddy who works uh, very high levels in DOD. And so works on cybersecurity uh-huh. and all sorts of things. This guy knows what he's talking about. He, okay. His information is that the, this pipe uh, IT department was running this system on Microsoft. <laughs> no, Microsoft, uh, and, and I'm not a computer guy at this level, uh-huh. but it's the platform that runs servers. It's Microsoft Server 10. Okay. That's 2010. 2010. <laughs> you know, I'm wondering if they if, if they're using a well, 2000 Y2K. Uh, well, no. Listen to this. Not only is not only is it 11 years old, it's not supported anymore. It ran yeah. out of all of the patches for security. Okay. So there's no Microsoft does not support so this that's product. that's malfeasance for the CEO. Right. <laughs> they're running this pipeline on a product that is completely vulnerable because it's unsupported now. It's out of date. It's 11 years old. Microsoft said. Hey guys, you better upgrade, you know, because we're not yep. patching it anymore. And if you have a problem, we're not so even supporting. There's no helpline. So there you go. There's you know. So, so the whole country, we lose you know part of our GDP if the, if this drags on. And all they had to do was to update the software. Yeah, they just had to go to you know the Windows, the newest version, and mm-hmm. keep upgrading like every, we all do. Well, maybe yeah. I should talk. I, I think I'm running uh, Office 2000. Yeah. But, you know, I don't run a, a very sensitive pipeline of uh, petroleum that controls half of the country. 100 million people that depend on it. Yeah, so yeah. I think yeah, there's going to be hell to pay in that regard. But, again, this is private business. This isn't government. So, they're not. you know, I don't know what obligation they have other than to their shareholders and obviously well, to their well-being. Held, uh, it's colonial a colonial pipeline, yeah. It's a public, you know, it's basically a public commodity. But, um, yeah, there's going to be hell to pay for this. And I think it's good because it's a wake-up call. Instead of... Instead of having a uh, grid shutdown where we don't have electricity, we can't even talk on the radio right. because we've got a the, the whole grid is down. When we see something like this, this is controllable at least, or maybe inconvenient at the most. It's a way for us to maybe say, "Geez, you know, maybe I ought to look at my stuff. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe my windmill farm won't run real good if I don't have uh, the upgrades on my Windows server system." So, well, I it had um, I, I suspect that every system is, is vulnerable one way or another. They're just after the uh, low hanging fruit. Well, my this um, my friend, the IT guy that gave me all this information, he said that uh, they're considering at DoD another department that all it does is look for uh, ways to help that vulnerabilities system, of our right IT to improve systems. the the you know problems with vulnerability and that's his business so um but yeah it's a cat and mouse game it's like you know radar detectors in the police yeah you know they go from one band to another and we keep <laughs> buying detectors to detect it and they keep going upgrading and so on and so forth so um c-f-a-b-b citizens for a better broom got a new logo did you, you didn't you didn't did. like it too much did you andy you don't like that well logo. it it I put it on the site. It, I thought uh, it looked cool. Yeah, well, it looks like a. Um, <laughs> you said know, a startup to a startup, a, <laughs> a startup tech company. Well, and and that could be. Uh, it looks. It's it's. Uh, you know what? what am I? T- yeah, I'm stuttering here, but it looks like something a millennium. Well, you know why? That's because a millennium <laughs> did and do it. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Okay. I'm sitting at my desk with uh-huh. a piece of paper, a post-it note, and a pen, and I'm writing out different what okay. i think are cool logos so uh, I, I come uh-huh. up with a couple of them that kind of look like the one you're going to see on our website when you go to citizens for a better broom right. on facebook 
And I, I of course, call my daughter, my 30-something-year-old daughter. Okay. And I said, uh, Robin, your father's in a pickle. He needs you to design a logo for him. <laughs> and so she says, uh, send me a picture. So I send a picture to her. And about an hour later, she sends me back what you saw. Uh-huh. And I'm like, blown away because i'm thinking holy cow she's really talented so i call her and i thank her and, and i said how did you do that and she said i went online and i paid some guy 12 dollars to do it <laughs> so, so, so she actually went to a site to, you know logos are well, us she's a smart one okay and, and now i owe her 12 bucks so uh, so probably some guy living in his parents basement did design the and damn thing we don't know who he is but he's 12 dollars richer so god bless him and god bless the entrepreneurial system well that's what so. that's what we want to see well on another uh on another note here, you know, climbing back to the COVID fiasco here, the uh, 12 to 15-year-olds now are going to be able to, uh, on Thursday... Uh, I mean, the kids that don't get it at all, and, and if they do get it, it's like a sore throat and it goes away in 12 days. Yeah, exactly. And then So we need to expose them to, to a experimental of drug of some kind so that we can put yep. it into their system? That sounds like a great idea. Well, and you got to ask yourself, you know, they're just um, where's the CDC and the re- and the rest of this crew? Well, the teachers' it? union insists that they can't go back into the classroom until the kindergartners are vaccinated. Is that how it's going to shake out? Well, it, that's what they want. They want to get paid. And um, what are the chances of every school in Broome County being open for five day a week classes in September of 2021? Well, I hope so. What are the chances? Well, it's, some of the districts are. I know? say it's 80 again, 80 20 against. That every district will be open five days a week. Full well, they're time. opening. Uh, Como just said uh, today that the, all the pool Memorial Day, all the pools will be open, all the beaches will be open. Can you swim yeah. with a mask on? <laughs> How would you like to be a uh, a fisherman or a, a a crab or a salmon fisherman out in the Bering Straits with with you know they're they're forced to still wear masks and you have this. Who enforces that? <laughs> Come out and find me if you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you know what, Andy? The one other yeah. thing before we go, I know we're probably getting running okay. short on time. Yeah. The other initiative we're after here is is the the lighting and, and generally beautification, if you will, mm-hmm. in my mind, of the Johnson the City Binghamton Arch. Home of the Square Deal. Yeah, home of the yeah. Square Deal. That arch is 101 years old this year. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It ought to be lit up so that it's beautiful at night. And we're working on that. As a matter of fact, I've got a, after we're done taping this show, I'm mm-hmm. going to a meeting mm-hmm. with, a, with a representative of the company who did the lighting at Security Mutual. Okay. You've seen that building lit up with yeah. the different colors and like yeah. that? I'm going to talk with them and see if we can have a meeting of the minds and get over there and look at that. But that's something I really believe in. I think, you know, the Johnsons and what they did for this community can't be talked about enough in terms of importance. Obviously, Johnson City. It was Endicott well, Johnson who made this city place. City of Bampton's getting millions, millions and millions from the from the um, COVID relief. Well, act. you know what? We're going to do this Maybe. with private money. We're going to okay. do this with private money because, you know what, I don't want anything to do with with – taking it from taxpayers. This ought to be an initiative that people who have lived here and enjoy this place and want to keep this place uh, and improve this place so that our children quit leaving and we can revitalize exactly. this. No, I think it's I something we should do. And um, so we're going to keep at that, folks. Look at our website to keep abreast of that. Um, new hockey team coming to town. Maybe. We'll see. That's happening. The Black Bears. The Black That's Bears. a done deal, is it? Or? Well, they're saying it's a done deal. You know, I went online real quick, so I never heard of the Federal Hockey League. Uh-huh. Minimum salary per week for player, 273 bucks. <laughs> Five, team, team, team minimum wage. Team max, 5000 a week for the uh-huh. team. 
for the team. For the team. So this is going to be down and dirty hockey. Like yeah, baseball remember, bats and remember uh, the sticks, Remember huh? the uh, dusters oh, from back gosh. in the day? Yeah. Hey, we're going to be playing the same team that Elmira has, same league. Mm-hmm. It used to be the okay. Jackals. Well, the, there's now a team in Elmira and uh-huh. Watertown has a team as well. So this this is going to be interesting. It's a 53-game schedule ser- series yeah. or, or uh, season. Yeah. There's nine. With Binghamton, it'll be nine teams. Um, that's going to be. I think yeah. it's going to be cool. I, I wonder if it's going to be the rough and tumble, just like it was back in the day. Yeah, the Goldthorpe. I'm old enough to remember the, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, so. I can remember being at the dusters too. So, honest uh, to God, that's going to be something to, to watch for. Throwing the seat so. handles and the peanuts on the on the ice and uh, getting dragged oh, out by your hair. You gotta love it. <laughs> anyway, folks, right. we're about out of time. Uh, please yeah. check us out on Facebook, Citizens for a Better Broom. We'll be back at you a week from now with more good stuff. So, keep the faith. Great. Thank you. Bye, Andy.